Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to another episode of Sour Graps. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Pulowski, and, uh, well, you know, not everything sucks. That main event was pretty awesome. Uh, Kate Hensler's here with me. A lot, of, a lot of things sucked last Thursday. We talked about that. We sure did. For, for a while on Fightful Select. If you subscribe to Fightful Select, you could, you could, you could go back to that Thursday show and hear all of our thoughts about all of the released NXT and main roster superstars, and recently NXT now wasted on the main roster superstars. They just cut bait on because they had no good ideas. Uh, uh, also, we have a new thing now. Not only can you send in the super chats via the YouTube's, that's totally fine. We're cool with that too. But also, you could. To give us a little sweeter percentage of the pot, you could go to humperchats.com. Humperchats.com, people. That, that was not a thing I came up with. That was definitely a Sean Ross Sapp idea. Oh, that's Sean <sighs> popping himself. Humperchats.com and send in your humper chats, and we'll also read those live on the air. So that's good. Uh, Kate. Uh, how have you been since we talked on Thursday and we're all all angry about things? Um. Well, we were angry and we cried yeah, and we were sad. We were angry and sad. You were you we were, were mostly sad. I was mostly angry, but we were both. But yeah, we were in each other's worlds. There, I've been dealing with some BS for sure, but doing mm. all right outside mm. of that. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think if anything, <laughs> like in wrestling world. Has been exciting. Like Full Gear is going to be great. Survivor Series got revealed online. I'm the captain of a Fightful Survivor Series team that is stacked with Team Kalex. That's right. Yeah, I I will say, as with you as team captain, picking the rosters, I feel a little slighted not being picked second because that's that's as much non coexisting as we're going to do. But like, you know, like they have to manufacture something. How dare I not be the number one draft pick of Team Kalex? It's true. I did opt um, for the guy that uh, hired me. Yeah, and size, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, gets, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, seriously. Well, um, I knew they'd take me to because they didn't want Team Kalex to co- or they wouldn't, they wouldn't want the two of them together. So yeah. I was like. I, I know how to ping pong these draft picks. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, the other thing that that will that I, I think we should talk about really quickly before we get into the whole rundown. Um, uh, Kevin Owens uh, did it, said in an interview that uh, he was all set after his little War Games appearance in 2019. He was all set to do an extended run in NXT. Like it wasn't like a we were kicking it around. It was like it was all set. It was gonna happen. And then Vince was like. Mm, what if we didn't though and that was it and it just made me go sad it made me it made me it made me go from anything else to just sad because because i would have loved to have seen that and i do wonder because that's very close to the timing of when finn balor showed up and i wonder if that was like we want to do something with a major main roster player coming back to nxt i wonder if finn balor was like plan b like they were gonna do ko and then they did finn instead yeah, I think that I think they thought we have these great talents who we're not 
using why don't we satiate somebody and send them back down to NXT. And they, I think, I think you're right. Just ended up going with Balor instead of Owens. Um, because, you know, he had a lot of other great things to do. Most recently, feuding with Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. So. And that made him so dead inside that he had to, he had to just turn, turn back to being a heel on, on, yeah. Oh yeah. This is definitely <sighs> the, like, I can feel the breakup coming. So let me yeah. like step up my game to prevent you from leaving thing that they have going on now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you can tell that he wants to kill himself while he's there because he almost does every match. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least one spot where you're like, that man has a death wish. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, please send in all your, your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Humper Chats. Humper Chats. That's a good impression. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, I've, I've known him I've known him a, a very long time. It's been a minute. L- longer than I've known my daughter. Like, it's one of those... It's one of those... <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. But anyway, go to humperchats.com uh, or Dan and Super Chats, and you send in things, and then we read them on the air. Uh, one of the things here is uh, is a Humper Chat uh, from uh, HL Mad Larkin, who says, I would like to start tonight's service with prayer. In the name of the Mortadella, Prosciutto, and the Holy Gabagool, may we all have a blessed NXT 2.0 review with Kate, our host, Alex, our other host, and Tony D'Angelo, our spirit. Amen. <laughs> well, Amen. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> We're just going to be putting on a whole mass at some point. We'll be reading from the book of Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. We'll get some nice Catholic guilt brewing. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, NWA uh, Bad Blood sends in, uh, says, um, why haven't, haven't I been picked? I'm a franchise player. Hashtag we are heels. Hashtag heel. I can answer this, and it's because you're you're not at Fightful. It was Fightful <laughs> only Survivor Series, but I did do his wonderful podcast yesterday, the Wrestling Roundtable. Uh, it was very therapeutic. I yelled about everything in WWE. It was supposed to be a raw review, but it was really just an airing of grievances, which is in Seinfeld world supposed to come later. Um, yeah. But it. <laughs> definitely ended up arriving yesterday so thank you for super chatting i had so much fun ranting and raving but you simply have to be a part of fightful because if we were going to do it against body slam that would be for brand supremacy my friend it's true it's true (laughs) james bowers sends in a super chat thank you so much the one positive of this episode is we no longer have to suffer through WWE mistreating and misbooking and messing up Frankie and Ember, I guess. Looking forward to seeing Ember in AEW, we hope. Uh yeah, no, I I yeah, I'm I'm uh yeah. Um listen, like for a lot of these NXT releases, just briefly, I feel like they're gonna be in a better place. Like whatever, whatever this this wasn't working. Uh so yeah, that's that's uh yeah, good luck in your future endeavors used to be like almost a little bit sarcastic. And now I feel like it's very real. Like, yeah. hey, good luck in your future endeavors because yeah. you're better off. Yeah. Um, and uh, the bad, uh, the bad, the bad, the, 
the bad to the one James jam beard says uh, i've stopped watching wwe tv now we'll still probably watch the ppvs because if i don't know the terrible storylines they can't they can't hurt me it's true honestly if you just watch the pay-per-views and just watch the two minute little video package they put before the match then you're not sitting there for three hours every 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 monday going what in the world are you people doing uh and 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 then it wouldn't it wouldn't be as bad uh, i've said for a while that their incredible production is almost to their detriment sometimes because i can watch a pay-per-view and be totally caught up and it's more compelling than their tv programming when they put these video packages together so <laughs> yeah um we started out uh, the night of NXT, getting into the actual show, so we can maybe get this done in two hours. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, we had Toxic Attraction starting off the night versus the TikTok tag team and Io Shirai. Um, the TikTok tag team is now a, a raver tag team? Like, they came out to, like, house music, and all the lights were going crazy, and they were handing out glow bracelets to people. Like when when I was in high school in the 90s, raves became a thing. And like there were like a whole subset of kids who went to my high school who would like go to like tents out in the middle of the like a field somewhere and just party for like 12 hours from Saturday to Sunday. And um and they would like they would have like glow bracelets and and they would they would have like pacifiers that they would coat with certain things and like it was just a whole thing and i was like is that thing still going on yeah i guess it is it's a different thing now but man i i i i don't know i am old as evidenced by the fact that i was in high school in the 90s but for <laughs> god's sake like this is like like hey what are the kids into i know raves and it just i don't know is that a thing people who are young in the chat is that a thing are yeah young people are you i'm gonna assume not um but i will say when i went to like sixth grade dances and stuff it was very controversial too they had i don't know if this was a part of raves or if it was just sixth graders having their own diet raves but they had these like glow sticks that you would snap and put under your tongue so it looked mm. like your mouth was glowing yeah and because i went to catholic middle school that was like a very that was right up there with not leaving enough room for the holy spirit while you're dancing like that was very controversial because they were scared you were going to choke and die i think was the real reason but they also felt like it was sexualizing glowing dicks or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm going to say that <laughs> glowing is A, Naomi's gimmick, and B, <laughs> not necessarily that cool, but it definitely fits in with bright and shiny Skittles on acid, NXT 2.0 opening the show. I do actually, in a shocking turn of events, have positive things to say about this match. Wonderful. Really, really refreshing. I thought this was the best Gigi Dolan has looked in general. And I thought this was maybe the most cohesive that um, like Toxic Attraction has looked overall. I think I really liked there was one spot where Gigi threw a head scissors uh, and it looked like it was setting someone up. I forget who was in the ring at the time, but looked like it was setting up somebody for those like a 619. Uh, and 
she just hit her with a huge knee on, on the apron. JC did. So um, they just looked like more cohesive and not like two individual wrestlers that got thrown together. And Gigi just was a little bit more expressive in the ring, I guess. I think because they have the titles, maybe she feels justified in her cockiness, which makes sense. So there were some things I really appreciated there. Io's moonsault is absolutely ridiculous. The only thing that I had like a complaint about ring-wise was the spot where she was taking people out. I think it was Io taking out everybody because she hates everybody on the Mm -hmm. side. Um, She took out everybody but Mandy with some insane I'm Io Shirai, I jump off things cross-body situation. And she didn't take out Mandy immediately and she ended up taking her out after that. And I just... I think what they were trying to do with that spot was set up an individual feud that seems to be inevitable, like coming down the line perhaps. And I just wish they had had like sit in that moment of tension, make that work a little bit. I don't know if it was botched, like if it was unintentional, they were trying to think on their feet, but if that's something that we're going to get, I just feel like they could have really like had a moment to set up a story right there and they just kind of steamrolled past it. So other than that, like I actually, the first half hour of this, I I didn't hate of the show. And I thought this was an okay opener. I'm similarly not like super into the TikTok tag team, but like this set felt perfectly serviceable to me. Like there was nothing wrong with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was, it was fine. Uh, and I agree with you. Gigi Dolan, I think is, is, uh, is the, the most talented of, of the three uh, in ring. Uh, I love, I love that they let, let her get the pin. That's yeah, good. That surprised me. That was good. I, I like that. Um, I, I like that they're because they're, I, I really like that it was like an abdominal stretch bomb. Like that was a really yeah. cool, like it was like a, a, a hip toss out of an abdominal stretch into a like a power bomb thing. It was really cool looking. I liked it a lot. I've never seen that before. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that was wild. Um, uh, again, I, I, like that she, I like that she uh, got the victory. Um, I will say it is it is very funny to, to watch them i know they're they're all of a kind of similar aesthetic but they have very very specific looks within that aesthetic like Gigi dolan is basically rob halford from judas priest (laughs) ridiculous like leather and studs and that captain's hat and uh and mandy's mandy and and then jj jay-z jane is wearing a debbie gibson hat and if you're old enough to know what a Debbie Gibson hat is, you'll be like, that is a Debbie Gibson hat. Yeah. It's a Debbie Gibson hat. And I, I think it's very fun. I don't know if Debbie Gibson hats are making a comeback like Raves. Apparently, in, in the in the chat, we're about 80% no Raves aren't a thing. Yeah, I don't think so. Audience. Um, and they may be a thing in your neck of the woods, and you may be into Raves, and that's fine. Perhaps uh, it's, it, it's, it's okay. It just felt like it was like, Hey guys, we need a new gimmick for you guys. What's hot right now? Raves. And I just like also, if somebody who's really into raves is is handing out things to your children, say no. Just say no on a general rule, because you never know. Just I'm just saying. Um, because yeah, what what I said I say if WWE says Ken Shiro. If WWE is trying to tell me that NXT 2.0 would be best experienced while candy flipping, I'll believe them, which I believe is is what it's called when you when you drug a piece of candy and suck on it. Um, so they uh, were really all in on the rave, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. I, I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't know. And I, I, I doesn't uh, it feel a little weird with Naomi still doing the feel the glow thing? Like, I mean, feel a little infringementy. Like, there's, there's all kinds. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they even think it's, it's it, because it's a different thing. Like, she's not raving she, that she just likes things that glow in the dark. But I mean, I don't know. It would just, it just felt very, it, fe- it felt different to me. It felt like a low rent version of it because Naomi is the queen of glow, uh, and that's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, um, we have uh, the nerd guru saying, Io Shirai being pinned by Mandy Rose is a deadly sin in the book of D'Angelovations. When that <laughs> happens, wrestling will have died. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know where they're going with all this. I'm assuming that, oh, well, by the way, I guess because we're going to talk about this throughout the night, they announced just out of the blue without any actual fanfare, they announced war games. They did not announce war games. They I was just going to ask games. you. And I, I feel like that's not allowed. Uh, I'm is, 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 is William Regal like in a broom closet somewhere? Where is William Regal? I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a bit later about where is Santos Escobar, but like William Regal, where's William Regal? You can't announce war games without war games. The whole point of announcing war games is like he announces there's here's the match we're gonna do it's gonna be war games and like he says war games like uh, it just it, it so i suppose that at, it's not it's not war games i can't even say it like that because in, in tradition i would every time i would say the word war games i would say it war games but i can't do that now because william regal's not a part of nxt anymore apparently so uh, at war games we're gonna get um Probably Io Shirai and, and Mandy Rose. At uh, uh, more like four games. Am I right? Yes. Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> bo- bo- I bo- am bo- really bo- good at this. Board games, but spelled B-O-R-E-D. There it is. There you go. Crushed bo- it. Bo- board uh, yeah. It seems like the perfect lazy NXT follow-up to releasing your Survivor Series teams during college football on Saturday over social freaking media. It's perfect. Yeah. Namaste. Uh, Ken yep. Shiro corrects me. It's not uh, drugging candy. It's it's candy flipping is actually mixing LSD and ecstasy, which sounds like a hell of a time. Let me tell you. Like, <laughs> that does, yes. I mean, their um, graphic designers have done that. Because look yeah. at the set. Yeah. And the bad to one Jam Beard says it's rave girls versus goth girls. All the high school cliques. Uh, like I just, I do love that it is like <laughs> we're gonna rumble. Give me all your rave girls and all your goth girls, and let's meet out back by the flagpole. Bring me your rave girls, your goth girls, your theater nerds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I have a question. Are we are we supposed to infer? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The MSK has been walking for a week straight, nonstop. Yep. yep. Um, uh, uh, how big is Orlando? Like, I just, I feel like if you say a few days, fine, but a, a full week, I feel like they would have reached their destination by now. Maybe they had to take a lot of breaks to have supplies. Uh, these vignettes make no sense to me mm. at all. Well, now at we know they're they're looking for a shaman. A shaman who at one point had an office in a strip mall somewhere on the other side of Orlando from where they originally were, because that's how long it takes to walk, and I'm assuming. And they and and they hear that it says we have moved, and they just list an address, not a city, an address. And so uh Wesley gets in his phone and Google maps it, I guess. Uh maybe Apple maps it, depending on what he's into. Uh, and, and he, and he says, okay, that's 400 miles from here. I'm pretty sure like if you move your office, we have moved and it goes 400 miles away. Like you don't get to tell your clientele who like normally stops by. It's okay. We decided to move into the plaza, uh, th- you know, six blocks from here. That's a little sign you leave in the window. If you move from 400 miles, those people aren't going to follow you. You don't need to leave a sign. Here's how this went down in my head. They were like, oh, we need long-term storytelling. Okay, what do we do? We put a real long distance. 
for them to walk. They clearly have phones and could take an Uber, but they walked this whole way. I got, I got nothing. Yeah. Got nothing, man. Uh, but he says, we're going to fly, but we both stink because we haven't showered in a week. So we're, we're going to go home and, and we're going to, um, we're going to, uh, come back and we're going to go, we'll meet, we'll meet at the airport after we've showered. Uh, and then they're going to join the Mile High Club because I think they think that is smoking weed on a plane, uh, which yeah. which which you can't do. Like they frown upon that. They so fine you a hefty fine. I perhaps they're going to take edibles. Maybe that's a thing they're going to try and do. They could maybe that 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 may be a thing. That's what the kids are into nowadays. Uh, in my stoner, and raves. <laughs> yes, in my stoner years, we didn't have edibles. That would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> Poor lungs. Um, but listen, uh, I, what's in your lungs, Meta? Uh, Alex? <laughs> metal. That's metal. In, metal in, your lungs. in my lungs. Um, I have a question cause we'll talk, well, I'm going to talk about this now as well. Um, couldn't, uh, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't MSK and the, the grizzled young vets like come together and get an Uber together to go somewhere like i think I know a they text like message would have helped yeah uh, I, I don't know i grizzle young vets this this one made less sense grizzle young vets drive up to and they park and they get out of their car uh and and they're both wearing like three-piece designer suits and like really really nice suits and james drake says i'm really hungry and 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 Gibson says, oh, you're hungry. Great, because I happen to have drawn up a plan here crudely on this whiteboard in the hatchback of our vehicle. Let me talk. Let me walk you through it. And it's a it's a con where James Drake pretends to be injured so that Zach Gibson can borrow a, a guy's phone and and hack into his cash app so he can order food to be delivered to them with the other guy's cash app and that happens like it all goes off without a hitch and then they're sitting on a curb somewhere by a body of water eating their their hot wings and like see how easy it is to get food like no you guys obviously have money look at how you're dressed walk into a buffalo wild wings and order some wings it's gotta be if you're already hungry is the whole point just to like bilk some rube out of 75 bucks worth of food? Like, I don't understand what it, this is. Why are they, they waiting for a bus last week? No, no, no. No, MSK was waiting for a bus last MSK week. He was waiting for a GYV bus. GYV wasn't on TV last week. GYV is here tr trying to run small time con jobs on unsuspecting rubes. And I don't understand what, what the point of that is. I don't. I I think it's bold of you to assume that there's a point. <laughs> I guess I always I always hope in vain that there might be because no, it's to me sweet. it's very <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because to me, Kate, that's the bare minimum I require is just for you for to attempt to make your bullshit make sense. Just just make an attempt. And I don't feel like they're not making the attempt. And I want, I want so badly for the, like, here's the thing. 
even if the bullshit you're doing is fantastical and weird and off the wall and doesn't actually adhere to any rules of reality, if you've made an attempt to make that make sense, I'll forgive it. We're going to talk about a segment that does just that later. But like this, this is, I guess it's based in reality. I don't know if two well-dressed Liverpudlians would run cash app scams on a guy in Florida, but maybe that's happened in real life at some point. I mean, it's Florida. <laughs> if it's going to happen anywhere. It's going to be that's in Florida. True. I'm sorry if you're from Florida, but you can't tell me that's not a Florida man thing. A crocodile yeah. would have scammed someone out of their 75 yeah. bucks out of cash app or whatever. Yeah, yeah this made no sense um, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what this had to do with any story that they're in or not. It like I don't know what this is supposed to be building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Jay Shell, Jay Shell Nicole, friend of the show of BodySlam.net, wrote my twentieth Body Slam article. Happy to see y'all. Happy to see you, Jay Shell. Heck yeah, girl. So proud. We are so proud. She's my young lioness. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. Going back to the toxic attraction and TikTok tag team thing, uh, the rave girls versus the goth, goth girls is West Side Story 2.0, says the bad one, Jam Beard. Um, and you're a brunette, you're a brunette all the way. <laughs> Stop the show. I'm not gonna do any better. No, than that's that. it. You did John's it. gonna be so excited. 27 minutes. That's when, it. When, Wrap when, it up. When you're a brunette, you're a brunette all the way. From your from your first vape pen to your last dying day. Oh boy. Um <laughs> So the nerd guru says, I didn't hate NXT tonight. And I honestly didn't. There was some good stuff in it. Uh, but they committed basically treason. They announced war games without Regal. And it'll be the first without the UE. Sad. Um, yeah. And Harry Yazawa says, uh, I feel like they're slowly transforming war games into what Hell in a Cell became for the main roster. A meaningless showpiece. Like, it's just... And uh, just, yeah, just a pay per view, just, just a thing. Like, what special. let's get four guys and another four guys, and let's do it. Like, war games used to be a thing that I mean, coincidentally, it happened the same time every year, but they built feuds over the course of the late summer into the early fall, where it was like, oh no, these, these guys, these four guys hate these four guys, and the only way it can be settled. Is in war games. I can't. I, that, that it, was, it was war games at that point, but now it just feels like they're gonna like decide. Oh, these guys and these guys. Let's just do it. And it. I. I. I don't feel like it's gonna work. Yeah. No, it's not gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> the frustrating yeah. thing, and this is a WWE wide complaint for me in general, is a lot of the in ring work is very good. And a lot of the booking and storylines are very bad, which means yeah. that the performers are working their ass off to try and make things work. And the creative yeah. is bad. So uh, that's a complaint across the board. I give NXT 2.0 a 
a little bit of a break because it's it's so freaking new. Like that yeah. makes sense. But this is the problem when you have when you have pay-per-views every month with stipulations that you have to back your storylines into instead right. of the storylines pushing that out the other way, right? Like you can't organically build the things when you are handcuffed by the stipulations that have already been set for you. Um, I think extreme rules was probably the most egregious of, of those situations where there just, there was extreme rules and there were hardly any extreme rules matches on it. So um, that is, that is just a frustrating roadblock that they've put in front of themselves is, is if you're going to do this every month or this frequently, or it's expected um, you, you have to then back into that. Even if it means revealing your survivor series teams online on a Saturday during college football. Yeah, that was, oh that my was, God. that was a very weird one. Uh, and then let's announce the, the full one. And then the next night on raw, we'll just, we'll just take one away. Cause that, cause we forgot. <laughs> Anyway, whatever. Um, so, uh, so here we go. Um, after all of that, um, there's um, we get uh, uh, after that first match, it takes forever for Toxic Attraction to slowly back their way out of the of the arena, and in doing so, Kaylee Ray walks by, and so Kaylee Ray has a match versus Saray. Um, and I, I love both of these ladies. I think they're very excellent. I feel like I fear they will be forgotten about or passed over and not used properly because they have decided that toxic attraction is the most important thing in all of NXT 2.0. Um, and I think they're, they're fine, but I would not put them in that, at that part of the hierarchy. Um, anyway, this match was, was really great and hard hitting and Kaylee Ray's amazing. I have one quibble. I love whatever the hell that submission maneuver that bought that single leg leg crab where she fully backbridged over perpendicular around Kaylee Ray's body. Like I have one quibble. If you sink that in as deep as she did, that's the end of the match. Nobody should be able to withstand that. Like, like Saray should finish people with that move. That should be her finisher. And maybe you can get to the ropes if you're right next to him. But Kaylee Ray was in that for too long to not tap out to it. It looked like the most painful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I understand why you want to have Kaylee Ray win the match. That's how I would book it. But it really, really ruins that move to have somebody be in it for that long and not tap out to it. Because it looked <clears throat> wicked. Yeah, so I agree with you. I loved this. I think was match of the night for me, though the main event was was right there. Uh, Kaylee Ray had this DDT near the ropes that was, oh, was just cool. insane. Yeah, uh, she had two KR bombs that were absolutely absurd. This was such a good professional wrestling match. God, I'm just gonna take a victory lap on my CM Punk fandom because nobody was talking about like. People were saying sports entertainment versus pro wrestling, but now people are snobby about it again. Mm-hmm. And it feels great. Like that promo. Now everyone's like that sports entertainment. And this is pro wrestling. This is a pro wrestling match. In my opinion, I I'm totally with you. I didn't even know what that submission was. A single leg crab. Something was, it was like a, it was like a back bridge with a single leg crab. Like I've never, it was 
It was awesome and looking. I'm always here for stuff I haven't seen before. Yes. Like that rules. I'm with you that uh, her getting out of that is a bad move because you, I, mean, I think that is, I'm with you and that that's a finisher that should be protected. I get that they're trying to showcase Saray kind sure. of really for the first time and in, in, in a match that she could really sink her teeth into, in my yeah. opinion. Also her entrance, all I could think about was it's always sunny mm-hmm. day, man. Ah, I was like, all I could think about was Charlie Day with the sun behind him coming down because yeah. they kept talking about the sun with this, this entrance. That's all I could think about. So Kaylee Ray, the night woman, pulling out the victory here. This was a, a fantastic match. I'm with you with the concern of where do they go, where is this going to be a feud? Like what happens next is definitely a concern here, but, and I can't even say this match in a vacuum anymore because I said that on Friday and Sean was like, I thought this match was in a ring, not a vacuum. I Listen, he, he likes to do that kind of stuff. He does it to me all the time too. And I hate it. It's a common turn of phrase, Sean. (laughs) It's a common expression. Okay, just, you have just to... because you want to be all clever and cutesy, it's a common expression. Alex, I need you to coexist for my Fightful Survivor series. Too. Oh no! If so there's, if there's one thing that's after. not gonna that's not gonna coexist on that team, it's me and Sean. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, it was funny. Like last last night on the show, somebody kind of misquoted me. From from a from a, a sour graps episode, uh, and he was like, "Alex is wrong." I mean, all due respect to Alex, but he's wrong. And I was like, "A, that wasn't even what I said on the episode, and that was misquoted." And B, how dare you? Like, so yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if I had said that, I would have been wrong, but I didn't say that. So, um, that's very fair. Um, so, uh, we, we got, um, I think Kaylee Ray is certainly in a better position. I mean, she won the match, but she's certainly probably in a much better position than Saray is. I don't, I, I I don't know these people running this promotion, (laughs) these people running this promotion. I don't know that they know what to do with, um, multiple people from the same foreign country, except let's make them into a tag team and make it, and, and make them similar. Uh, and I don't think EO and Saray work that way. So I don't know what they're, uh, if they know what to do with Saray. Um, oh, but anyway, Saray will get called up when Oscar returns. <laughs> Obviously. Perhaps. Um, She'll do nothing until then. She'll be great I- in the ring. I would John. love it. I would love it if if Oscar came back and was super angry and and just wanted to ru- just to destroy everything. And then Saray got called up as like Oscar's really happy go lucky younger sister who just gets in the way of everything. And and Oscar like has to like te- like stop it. You're ruining everything. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I don't know. See, maybe. that is that's we joke. That's how you actually do. Can we coexist? Yeah. That is how it's actually done. It's organically <laughs> like that. And then yeah. they would have a killer match. Are you yeah, kidding me? The two they of them. Would. Yeah. Um, so here's something that's interesting. If you take the Joe Gacy character 
and you strip away all of his weird, like, anti-the-woke-left crap, it's an interesting character. Like, he's become an interesting character now that he's that they've they've quietly gone away from all of that rhetoric and just let him be this weird, creepy, possible cult leader who's got, I don't know, a cousin who's in and out of jail and maybe mur has murdered at least a few people um, and he's he's got some problems and he's the only guy who can get through to them. Like, that's, like, I again, I have no faith that where this is going is anywhere good, but this Joe Gacy is infinitely more interesting to me than the guy who says, here's a bunch of buzzwords I've been told I have to say because it's going to trigger some people. And, and instead, he's just playing a character now. And I actually in, enjoy it. At least a little, a little better than I have been before. Oh, me too. I, like, I genuinely enjoy this right now. I think... I said it last week that I I sincerely think they thought they were going for a younger crowd and they're so obsessed with booking heat, they thought no one would piss off the next generation doing this. Mm. And they were right. And they tuned out instead because they're not going to sit around and watch your dumb product. So I think I like this idea of it works as a heel if the idea is I have to throw these inclusion type things at you to pull out this angry side of you like that actually really works and really well getting away from the buzzwords for sure but like leaning into the you deserve to be loved and accepted side of it to draw out this animal of a human um i i think that is very compelling and also joe gacy's great in the ring like let's talk about that like he can really go he's a great wrestler and he he has had a handle on this the whole time. And they really, I think, tried to pivot away from what they were doing. And he's done that pretty seamlessly, which I feel like he deserves a lot of credit for. Because yeah. that is a very, very tricky thing to make it feel continuous of the same character, but to take such a hard turn so early in it. I'm intrigued by this. I really like this. I think the... Gunnar Harland Parker Bordeaux situation if he and he's very green I can only assume I don't mean ring wise but like he's just been there a very short time this is this could really work like this could be something that makes him feel like a monster he can come in and just toss jobbers around for a while until he gets good this is kind of something maybe they should have done with like an an almost or someone in in that vein where like now we're seeing the the cracks like this could actually be developmental to something so i i think this is really good i i like the direction it's headed in if this is the course that they're going to stay so fingers freaking crossed <laughs> yeah um his pre-match promo was basically all about uh, boa his match with boa and how boa is like trying to find who he really is and how he has to hide behind a mask i.e makeup uh, and a different character and who he really is, blah, blah, blah. And that's how, how tragic that is, that you can't feel, you feel like you can't show yourself, your true self. I think that's interesting, like, he's using that in a way to, like, try and manipulate people. The match is whatever the match is. There's some interesting stuff from both guys, but the match uh, I, I was watching was like, oh, well, this Boa guy, because he's got, he's got the face paint now. He's got the Mei Ying face paint. We saw that last week where he kind of subsumed the identity of Mei Ying, who disappeared while he was having his match. 
And I was like, if, if that, like, fine, we're, we're doing that. It's no weirder than, than Andre Chase having his own university. Fine, whatever. Sure. But that is apparently what they have done. Because at the end of the match, the lights go all funky and he goes in a trance and he raises up the, the, the Tongan death grip hand. And he does the Tongan death grip to J. Joe Gacy through the ropes. And the five count happens and he's disqualified and he like backs away like um uh like let's get nuts, people. You're you're doing the weirdest you got like these gimmicks are all friggin' nuts. Um, if you're gonna set, tell me that like like Boa uh trained under this five thousand year old dragon lady who like vaporized and and put her essence into him and now he can do her finishing maneuver maneuver okay fine you've actually done all the dots you've connected all the dots you've actually attempted to make it make sense even though it's fucking way out out out, out of this world crazy but as long as you've actually done all those dot connecting i'll go there with you I have no idea where you can go from here with this gimmick, except for just doing this same thing in every Boa match from here on out. But maybe Mei Ying comes back if he starts to lose. I don't know. But right now I'm like, sure, let's do this. Again, it's no crazy. You had MSK walk across Orlando for a friggin' week. It's no crazier than that. Uh, I just don't know. Okay, first of all, He's got like David Bowie face paint and his name is Boa. I get it. Um, the other thing is, I don't know at what point we're not supposed to be like insulted for Bray Wyatt on his behalf yeah. with this whole thing. His theme coming in sounded like that original Wyatt theme. Yeah, yeah. Joe Gacy was definitely, it's been based on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And the red lights at the end is just like okay we've seen it with bray we've seen it with the demon and let's talk about the last time you gave us the demon because you gave us the (laughs) worst finish like ever 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 with that character by cutting the top rope um so sure fine i don't know why you release bray wyatt when he's making well because of his attitude um yeah the same attitude that keith lee had same attitude problem which is hey guys i think this creative stinks yeah this is bad you have an attitude problem you have an issue when we're making you a bear cat lee hey can you not ruin everything that i've built for the past two and a half kind of decade yeah you have an attitude problem you should be Randy Orton should come out of a jack-in-the-box at WrestleMania to you. We know what's best for your character. Um, so it just felt very, very The Fiend and just made me think about how they released that guy. But they have at least connected the dots in their own universe. You are correct about that. I don't know where it goes. I think the fact that he's kind of controlled by something outside of himself at least adds a little intrigue it's not like he has supernatural powers it's more like he's under a spell of some sort so yeah there's at least something to play with in that regard but i just was like yeah this this feels like the it's, it's very it's 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 every bit of a stupid recycled supernatural gimmick um and yet i'm willing to forgive a lot of it because they connected the dots 
And that's that's honestly like that's the bare minimum for me. Once you do that, I'm willing to give you a little bit of rope. Now you may hang yourself with it, but I'm willing to give you that rope and we'll see where we go from here. But yeah. Um, I thought it was funny that like <laughs> Joe Casey, who basically got strangled to death almost if messed up with the fight count. Um, he's like he turns to the camera and says, Harland, we did it. <laughs> I like I I don't know what you did. I I don't uh, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Do you think that there is there's no chance that Joe Gacy's going to recruit him, right? He's not going to create a stable of weirdos. Oh boy. That's uh, what um, I was um, wondering um, if that uh, line was. <laughs> a, a, a coterie of crazy crazy people, a menagerie if you will. Like I, I, I honestly just let's just, it would make these more entertaining. Like I, I have, I have no hope that it's going to, that any of this is going to be good. Some of it may be good because the in-ring workers are so good, yeah. but like they have no, they have no ability to tell stories on this, on this brand. So go as crazy as you want. Right? Let me laugh at it. Maybe, maybe it'll be entertaining. I don't we know. We don't have like an Island of, here's what I want. I want Boa and harland and joe gacy and then i want another stable of murderers with dexter lewis yeah tony d'angelo yeah and goldberg perfect mm -hmm. <laughs> uh the nerd guru uh says uh do you guys think aaron Rodgers is a fan of this joe gacy character uh not this one but the one from a few weeks ago sure yeah um you know the the, the woke woke mob um uh, so, by the way, just because I want to make sure we, we don't uh, lose these. Uh, these are a lot of just awesome Humper Chats. Humperchats.com. Go there and that. Humper Chats. Humper Chats. We get, um, we get a lot of, uh, we, get, we, get, we get a sweeter piece of the pie if you go to Humperchats.com. But you can always, as well, send the Humper Chats through, through uh, the, the YouTubes. Um, and we had a couple you. matches that hump today, so mm -hmm, it at least mm -hmm. feels apropos. Yeah. <laughs> NWA uh, Bad Blood says, uh, this is how we do it on the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. We fully support Team Kalex. Uh, people humper chat these guys. Hashtag support Team Kalex for life. Thank you, Bad Blood. Thank you so much. Um, Jay <laughs> Shell Nicole of Body Slam says, hi, guys. It's hashtag Sour Graps Shelly. Hi, Jay Shell. Hi, you got You know I love you guys so much. Trying out the Humper Chat stuff today. Sending well wishes your way, Kate. One step closer to punk Kate. Don't forget. Jay Shell is in love with Carmelo Hayes mm -hmm. at the end of this. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Garcia. So she thinks. Well, what happened was she said she wants to manifest marrying a wrestler by 25. And I said, when neither piece of that works out for you, know that God was protecting you. <laughs> You're not smart enough to get married at 25. Don't marry a wrestler, sweetheart. Um, and she said, she she got me back, though. She's smart. She said, I'd be one class, one step closer to CM Punk, which is how you get me on anything. So, <laughs> touche to her. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for sending in a hum for chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Shauna Walensky uh, sends in hashtag Kalex appreciation chat for the Debbie Gibson reference. Thank you, Shauna. For not for not being a youngin with oh me, uh, and then uh, the Beaker shirt. That's my Beaker shirt. It's actually uh, it's it's him as Ryu Ryu from Street Fighter. 
and the, the, the you can't see it, but it says Meep Fighter instead of Street Fighter. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite shirts. Ah, uh, some website years and years and years ago. I don't know which I need one. 40 of them. <laughs> um, Ooh. and then she's also says a uh, shout out to Kate's awesome dad jokes. Love you guys. We love you, Shauna. Thank you so much. That's what happens when my dad's in the chat. I pick up the dad jokes. <laughs> I don't know what my excuse is the whole fucking rest of the week. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, knocked Bogan uh, sends, sends a, a, a super chat saying, uh, going into work now. And let me say it's hard not to corpse in front of a bunch of cranky old men overnight who don't understand YouTube because of your commentary sometimes. Keep cool, Gabagool. Uh, and also thank with you. you so much. And also with you, Knox Bogan. Thank you so much for the super <laughs> chat. Um, and uh, um, the Nacho Man, Normie Summers, uh, says, I'm too juicy to finger out Humper Chat on a WWE breakout here for Kalex. Um, uh, uh, but but on WWE break, but here for Kalex. May Gabagool be with you and also with you. Budget cuts can kiss my grits. Yeah, budget cuts. They can. It's not hard to figure out Humper Chats. You just got to go to humperchats.com. <laughs> There you go. And while we're promoting things, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us. And please go to FightfulSelect.com where, oh man, there's just so much news coming out all the time. Yes. Sean is breaking more news than Tony D'Angelo is breaking hearts. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, LuchaBat13 sends in a super chat saying, hi, Team Kalex. Today is my birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Lucha birthday. Bat. Uh, can't think of a better way to close this day out. You guys rock. Um, to, could Tony D or Mr. Regal sing, sing me Happy Birthday? I think both of them should. I think they should have a duet, I think. Um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lucha Bat. Happy birthday to you. And one for old time's sake. War Games! Hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I am a, a jukebox uh, for your weird impressions. Um, one of the things that I found out tonight... <laughs> I love that I've, I'm turning you into the dark side gate. Because you sent out... I'm like... Hey, the first half hour, this was pretty good, but now it kind of sucks. And I was like, yes, give in to your anger. <laughs> give in to your hate. Um, I, <laughs> I, I sure did. I will always be Palpatine to your Anakin. Always. <laughs> Forever. Um, so let's get back to the rundown, people. Uh, Braun Breaker and and uh, Tommy Champapa have been overseas doing the... Uh, I think they're still overseas right now, doing the um, the UK tour, and they're running triple threats with Sami Zayn for some reason. <laughs> I'm assuming it's for the NXT title. Uh, can you imagine if somehow Sami Zayn were to win the NXT title and show up? That would be really fun. But they're not. You know gonna what? Do that. Fuck it. Why the not? whole the whole point of this is so Tommy Ciampa uh, can can pin Sami Zayn and not pin Braun Breaker because he must be strong, even 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 in the house shows yeah um but i did really enjoy uh breakers uh little little promo that he, that he recorded backstage at an, at an event um because he, it was really interesting like i didn't really think about this like first time being in front of a really big crowd yeah like that that's a that's a cool thing to let this like that's a that's a lot of faith to show in this guy who's basically been doing this for a year and that's it 
to be like, yeah, we're take we're gonna take you to Europe. We're gonna let you cut your teeth in front of an audience like who who really doesn't know who you are, and let's see where this goes from here. That's and cool that he apparently is is killing it. Not to be stereotypical, not like known for showing their emotion over there in the UK. <laughs> but they do love wrestling, so there is yeah. that. I want so bad for him to start slowly turning into Steiner. And if someone yeah. was like, hey, how long was your flight? <laughs> to be like, well, <laughs> if you take the time that we took off and the time that we landed, <laughs> that'd be so great. It would. It would. Right? I, 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 I want him to just wear headgear and a dog collar and a big leather jacket at one point. And, and, and just have him like, hey, uh, what's with the outfit? What are you talking about? And yeah, did like, not acknowledge it. Never at acknowledge all. it. I never acknowledge it. it. And then the next week he comes out wearing sunglasses. He bleaches part of his goatee. He's got the chain mail on. What's what's your deal? Like, what are you talking about? And he's what? never just like lean into it all the way. If you're not, if you're gonna like don't make him like half Steiner and 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 half not. Like, don't change his name, give him the extra consonant. Like, actually. If you're gonna do it, like have fun with it, but they never would. They don't have fun with anything. No, they're not fun. Um, they uh, apparently uh, your your comment about not marrying wrestlers has has speared Brendan Towngate. Now he wants a, a new version of a classic song. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to marry wrestlers. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. Um, we all know Dark Side of the Ring exists, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, no, just, no, just, yeah. just to clarify what I was saying, there's yes. a lot of really great, wonderful people that are wrestlers. I wouldn't make it a goal to marry one. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But good good picks, though. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, last week on a uh, thing they did, they just released it on Twitter. It was a little backstage thing with uh, Kushida and Ika Manjiro, uh, and they're, st they're wear still wearing their headgear and their singlets, and then they get interviewed. And um, uh, I won't do the accent because that's problematic. But um, but Ika Manjiro says, uh, I am Japanese. You are Japanese. We are both Japanese. And I feel like that's basically the reason to put them in a tag team, according to Bruce Pritchard. He is Japanese. He is Japanese. You're both Japanese, tag team. And that's the promo they gave. Yeah, this is literally the promo. And then, and then they were, they were like, they wanted to make something up. Their tag team has to be uh, something with with a jacket. Uh, and Kushida says, no, it should be something with time. And then the interviewer, Mackenzie Mitchell, says, how about jacket time? And they're like, yay, jacket time! And they say, jacket time, jacket time. And I feel like. Kushida is arguably one of the top three or four wrestlers of his generation um, globally. And and this is not the best way to use him. To Like, you put him in a tag team with Igman Jiro, fine. That, that could be fun. I'm, I'm not going to begrudge you that. Making it a comedy act and calling it jacket time. Because, because you know Shawn Michaels and Bruce Pritchard and everybody back there snickering to themselves jacket time get it because they're jacking it ah yeah no jacket time is what your nephew calls it when he disappears into his bedroom for a few minutes carrying a box of tissues that's jacket time 
and and the thing is, I thought, oh, maybe they're just gonna call it that for like this week, and they're not gonna really um, make it into a thing. Nope, they have a a Titantron like that has like graphics where they've done art for them as jacket time, and I, I I've oh no, Kate, Kushida is an All Japan Tag Team Tournament winner. Um, he's a Lucha Libre championship holder. He's an IWGP junior heavyweight champion. He's an IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champion, uh, multiple time junior heavyweight champion, best of super juniors, super J cup, super junior tag tournament ranked number 20 out of 500 wrestlers in PWI and your ROH world television champion. He's also one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. And you put him, not you, Alex. No, not me. You people. Yeah. Not even you people in the chat. You people in WWE Creative uh, in a promo where his tag team partner said, I'm Japanese. You're Japanese. We're Japanese. I, I couldn't really focus on the match, which is a shame. Because it was probably great. Because pretty much everyone in it could really wrestle. Uh, I just, in the gap of insulting things to professional wrestling fans, a multi-time IWGP champion, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, like, if all you uh, reduced if... to literally the fact that he's Japanese and that being a good enough reason to tag with someone is we could have a segment on here called the like just the wildly insulting thing of the week (laughs) this was that this week was just the wildly insulting uh the words that we said are you're of a nationality i'm that same nationality and ergo we are a tag team essentially um i just what this is what you this is what you have for fucking Kushida. The thing of it is, and I keep thinking about this, if all you know him from is his running NXT. He's a cruiserweight champion. He's a cruiserweight, he's a cruiserweight champion, briefly, basically. And he, he's had some great matches, but you don't you don't there's no way that 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 they they have booked him since he's been here anything close to what he actually is. Oh no. Like, like and and so you'd watch it and go like, oh hey that guy used to be tagged, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, cruiserweight champion. Um, I've had I I remember his match with uh with Kyle O'Reilly and his match with um with Pete Dunne a few months ago. Those are really great matches. Is this what they're gonna do with him now? I guess he is kind of funny. I didn't realize he was a funny guy, and that's the thing is that once Vince realizes you're a funny guy, Joe that's Vince, all you are. Funny. That's all. That's that's all you are. And yeah, it's um. This yeah. whole thing, it seems like WWE talent that have New Japan history and will end up back in New Japan, their whole run now is just um, setting up for people to get dunked on in the G1 by their opponents. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. All the promos in the G1 are like, hey, remember the dog shit you were in WWE? <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> so thank you, WWE creative, for giving New Japan something really great to use five years down the road. I yeah. just, you're right in that they, the booking around Kushida was terrible. He had great matches with O'Reilly. Uh, Velveteen Dream is obviously a piece of shit, but 
um he they had a great match yeah can't take that away um i just and, and gargano that was a fun gargano. feud that was a really good feud but i mean again they like he's been booked as like a, an upper mid carder who maybe you think may, would have been in contention for top titles but wasn't for a lot. He was injured for part of his run. But like, if you didn't, if all you know him from is NXT, NXT yeah. you would have no clue that he's again one of the very, very best wrestlers of his generation. And uh, Shotkid Twenty Nine says uh, Kushida being in a team called Jacket Time was enough to keep me from watching. Um, also, I just last night, but how much longer will NXT UK last? Honestly, I have no idea. Like, uh, I don't know if I, they have an idea. Like, it's it. Like, they they just did a UK tour, right? They just did a UK tour. You're telling me they couldn't? Honestly, you're telling me in, instead of um, Sami Zayn being in this triple threat thing, like they couldn't have added. Maybe it's a triple threat, but now it's a fatal four way because we're adding Tyler Bate to it or Trent Seven sure. or whatever. Or or whatever, whoever one of the one of the top people over there is, like maybe you have Ilya Dragunov defend the NXT UK title on the tour in NXT UK, give a spotlight to these guys who are you know right there, and maybe you could actually get more viewership to the thing from their own com their own country. Like I, I, I don't know, man. They, they certainly do not seem to be thinking um, along those lines, though. No, um, and the fact that they didn't air there, it was recorded, thankfully, Walter and Cesaro. Um, it, I, it was, I, they better have that footage. Yeah, like, we, I, I we, have to see that match. Release the Walter Cesaro cut. The we footage. must see it. Leave um, the cannoli. Yeah. Uh, Luis Polito uh, says, uh, who's our wonderful mod who handles all these super and humper chats, says, just a reminder that Kushida is the only wrestler to win the singles wrestling world cup. I am sad. Um, and the bad to one, uh, Jam Beard says, Kushida is going to be the next Tozawa, sadly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then Brendan Towngate says, pairing wrestlers. Due to them being from the same country is frustrating to say the least. Not everyone from Japan thinks the same or likes the same things. No Do better way. than WWE. And then he says, uh, insulting is a much better word than frustrating. Thank you, Kate. Oh, um, you're welcome for the more precise language. But yeah. to your point, yeah, that would be like, like, say Team Kalex, who's obviously ring technicians, like, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Say we went to Japan. And they were like, you're American. You're American. We're American. And that was just like enough for us to be. I'm going to I'm going to take some years off of our life and call us uh, super junior tag team. Why not? Let's mm -hmm. let's put us in the super juniors while we're yeah. while we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's so in, it's so insult. It's insulting enough just to reduce anybody to just their race like that's just a wildly insulting thing to do never mind to just have the promo be yeah you um, are this i am also this we are this like, my word yeah i'm waiting for them to say something else like i kept waiting for a rest of the promo but that was essentially it yeah 
And then Malcolm Bivens saved our lives as usual. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we got the match. And thankfully, they weren't wrestling in their Halloween costume. Um, uh, and um, I, 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 I was worried, A, that they were going to have jacket time beat the Creed Brothers, who doesn't don't need to be beat by anybody right now. They should be on a hot streak. Keep winning. Um, or I'm like, why do that? Like you have Jiro, like he should get the pin and he got, he got pinned and that's, that's correct. That's a good way to do it. Um, he was, he was disrobed of his jacket and I appreciate Wade Barrett go, Oh no, that, 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 that jacket to him is like the luchador masks. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was good. But um, yeah, this is, this is what it was supposed to be. We had a little promo from, from, uh, uh, from uh, uh, from Malcolm Bivens, who talked about, uh, you know, these guys are a joke, and they are. They are absolutely written to be a joke. It's not funny. It's not a funny joke, but they are written to be a joke. Uh, and while you were doing this, uh, Roderick Strong was beating Odyssey Jones on 205 Live again, because <laughs> that's a thing that they do now. And, uh, and, um, uh, 205 Live has become NXT's version of main event. Like you can get it on Hulu. Yes. It's it's other things that aren't really related to anything. You can watch it if you want, but we don't expect you to. That's basically what 205 Live is. Um, and uh, so this match ends. They beat him up and then uh, beat him and then they beat him up and then Odyssey Jones makes the save. And now we're gonna get uh, a a six man tag next week of Odyssey Jones and jacket time versus uh the diamond mine and my question is uh, uh are we gonna have uh cruiserweight championship matches at any point in anywhere near the near future because i know odyssey jones doesn't isn't under underweight unless the cruiserweight championship is no longer a cruiserweight championship it's just like you know like the european championship or something like i don't know what what it is now but i would love for roderick strong to have wrestling matches against guys who are under the limit and actually have a feud for the cruiserweight title. That would be nice. Uh, although most of those guys were released. So I guess that's not possible. That was going to be my point. <laughs> the other person I could think of would be like Kyle O'Reilly's got to fit the bill for that. Right. Sure. And but you is- could actually have Roderick strong versus Kyle O'Reilly, which is a match you never did after the, the UA break breakup. Correct. <laughs> that was my thinking. Um, maybe they're literally waiting to see what happens with Kyle O'Reilly. Like they, they very well could be like, but in the meantime, of course, first of all, for you to somebody else, Odyssey Jones is not a high flyer. How dare you? But I did just want to take a moment to, I, I put over Malcolm Bivens a lot. There's something really great about managers who no offense to the hot ladies, but aren't a hot lady or an authority figure. Um, that just go out and do what Malcolm Bivens is doing. I really, really appreciate managers that fit molds that are not those things because A, we just see them so much and B, they always kind of end up at the same place every single time. So I just really appreciate having a manager that his sole purpose is to manage these guys and get them great matches and move them along in the storyline and be their mouthpieces because you know those, what do you call them? Loaves of white bread? 
You know they can't talk. You can just tell, which is fine. But, like, this is so, so well done. Like, he's great at exact going in there, doing exactly what he's supposed to do and executing it perfectly. Because I feel like authority angles always get so mangled. And babes uh, <laughs> usually conflate things um, in some romantic turn of events or whatever. Like, something happens there, right? So it's just really nice for for me as a fan that likes managers that loves, I love Bobby Heenan. I love Jimmy Hart. Like people, um, that go there, do their job. And there's just so much value in that. And at the time that Malcolm Bivens was Stokely Hathaway, there were like no managers on the Indies. And I'm so glad that he got the recognition that he deserves because he's really, really great at this. And the fact that they finally have a stable that doesn't seem to be changing constantly anymore for him to sink his teeth into is, is great. So I just, even though today's promo was just kind of like in and out and whatever, didn't do a ton, like just overall, it's so great to have someone that can speak on behalf of a bunch of people that are great in every other aspect of this business, but that one, like it's, it's a very valuable position. And I think it goes under the radar sometimes. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, they don't really seem to use managers um, in the way they should be. They're they're invaluable, but like the only one that's allowed to do it kind of on the main roster is like MVP kind of, but he's forced to work whenever he's healthy. <laughs> um, and 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 Heyman, and that's it. Like, I ba- basically they were going to be they were going to be forced into using B Fab as a de facto manager slash valet for for hit row and they were like no nah, we'll just fire her instead so yeah. you know um, and we talked uh on our airing of grievances episode last week too about how zelina was like the thing that carried that company her stable of dudes during like early pandemic times was like the only thing that was going on on raw yeah. so it's just it's something that's very valuable they're also not as stable heavy as like an AEW or right i mean new japan or whatever so you don't have as many managers when you don't have as many stables but yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I think it's it's a great um it's just a great device in wrestling when it's used properly. Yeah. Um we have our uh our, our weekly um uh storyline. It's long-term storytelling. JW Pringle says, "Hi Kate's mom and dad. Y'all are great parents. If you're looking to adopt a 43-year-old, I know a guy, Gabagool." <laughs> and Paul Hensler replies, "Hey JW Pringle, not looking to add to the family at the moment, but thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> Tune in. My next parents week. do rule, but I think my dad's the heel in this situation now because he said, no, you're not allowed into our family. Please, uh, will you adopt me? <laughs> no. No. It's our bloodline. All right, JW Prinkle, get out. We the ones. <laughs> um, um, uh, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, gosh. The next thing, well, wait, well, oh, wait, uh, in a, uh, Mark Losper says, um, in a, in a field full of insulting things, this ethnicity based tag team BS they're throwing at Kushida has to be top five. Think of the ground that covers. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That is a lot of ground, uh, to cover. Um, they, <laughs> They they uh they also interview um Solo Sokoa backstage who's is bombed by um is interview bombed by uh by uh by Grison Waller 
and uh, Lawrence Aloysius Knight, and uh, and a and a triple threat match is made by Solo Sokoa. Like I just love that he's like his third week here, and he's like, oh yeah, you guys stop stop jabbering at each other. How about you versus you versus me tonight? And then it gets made. Like I just love the this idea. William Regal is just depressed. He's just sitting in his office with all the lights off, just just staring at the wall. And and somebody knocks on his door and says, uh, "Mr. Regal, um, is it okay if Solo Sokoa fights Grayson Waller and Larry Knight in a, in a three way?" And he goes, "Whatever you want." And that's it. And then that's it. He says, "I don't care. I I I don't bloody care." He's trying. He, what if this is turning him into like Pete Dunn's? Um, long lost father, which was a thing I wanted him to do so bad, like in 2018, because they hate because he hated him so much. Uh, oh he hated Pete Dunn so much. I wanted him to be like, This is this is why I do what I do, Dad. You <laughs> left, you left, and I've always been like, I thought it was so great. I would have been so, I am, I would have popped for it so hard, extremely in on that idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, he creates so I'm more in on. What do you call him? Lawrence Aloysius? Lawrence Aloysius, yeah. Yeah. I'm more in. See, the reason I had to ask was because both in my notes and on Twitter, I called him Eli Drake today. Because <laughs> um, this felt a little more like Eli Drake to me. Yeah. This uh, makes no sense. Like, they're still kind of feuding over a Halloween costume. <laughs> I It's very confusing. Uh, yes. But I think he did a good job of trying to cover up the absolute nonsense that that is. So that ruled. Um, but it felt like he came in with some like more sincere fire. I think because it wasn't like directed at us and a wrestler. He just came in and was like, "Hey, screw you, pal." I actually really liked that. I Grayson Waller, I he does not read as a face to me at all. I he seems so punchable. Like, do you feel like he's a face? No, no, but like he's in this version of NXT, sure. Why? Because he likes to have fun. And people who like to have fun can't be bad guys. I think I think it's stupid. I think he's totally punchable. I've I've never never been into him back when he was teaming with Drake Maverick for no reason. I didn't I didn't understand it. Um uh when he said, Hey, Roderick Strong, I want a shot at your cruiserweight title, even though I clearly weigh over 220 pounds. Like I I that was weird. Um, I still don't get why he wears the boxing shorts and the football wide receivers gloves. I don't get that either. It's very odd. Um, but they well, do he this... just got out of practice from Chase University's football team. Yes. So yes, um, <laughs> wide receiver gloves on. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> when when you say that they they're feuding over a Halloween costume, um, we we uh, hold on. Oh. Uh, we get a we get a super chat from TDX eleven thirty eight. It says Edge and Booker T feuded over a shampoo commercial, so it's true. I mean, uh, also not great. <laughs> also, also not, also not. Good. I understand your defense. Also, also not great. Also, yeah. would not have run that angle between those two performers. <laughs> um, but uh, so they do the, they do this match later, and they do actually what I thought was kind of a interesting little. Um, th- I, honest, I wouldn't mind if they did this like every week. It was a slickly produced thing where, um, well, it was Solo Sokoa who was working the heavy bag, and he walked directly into the camera, and the camera pulled out, and it was 
Lawrence Aloysius Knight doing something. And then yeah. he walked into the camera and it pulled in. It went directly into Grayson Waller, who was swiping right on somebody on Tinder because that's his only character trait is that he likes women of all hair colors. Uh, and... Diversity. <laughs> yeah. That'll be next. I'm a redhead. You're a redhead. <laughs> We're redheads. Well, yeah. Um, God grant me the serenity. Solo Sokoa wins this match. I don't really have much to say about it. Um, it's a lot of it is just like, um, I, 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 can they coexist in a triple threat match? Like Grayson, Grayson Walla and, uh, and LA Knight, um, like taking turns, like, Hey, you and me should team up and beat him up. Um, which is not what baby faces do with heels. Like, no. I don't like it's, it's, it's weird. Um, and then, then they would turn on each other for a while. They would try and one up each other with like, who can jump higher to hit an elbow drop. And then eventually Solo Sokoa is like, just stop it. Just stop it. I'm going to ruin all of you. And then he does. And that's it. That's good. Uh, I thought that was fine. There was <laughs> the one spot in the corner with the one-upmanship where I'm going to call him Blondu, so because that just makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was just weird. like hanging out while they were deciding who was going to... Like that stuff I hated, mm -hmm. but they really put him over. I'll say that much. Like the match was good enough. You're right that heels and faces aren't supposed to be like, we're allies. But yeah. if the goal was to make him look great coming out of it, I think they did that. There were some really cool spots with um, Sokoa too, where he did. I forget. I forget. There was a double move in there. I don't know if it was a double choke slam or. Like Bianca Belair did that like double power bomb. It almost felt like in the the same vein as that. I can't remember what the actual spot was. Don't have it written in my notes. But like there was some there were some cool moves. He's a brick house of a dude who moves really well. I'm just kind of with you where I'm like, call him up to the bloodline, man. Yeah. Like he's he's he seems the most ready of the new class in that regard of like. I understand the trajectory that he's probably on, and I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna flip out about him jumping the line when he obviously no. is very ready in ring to just. You don't ask him to do too much. Don't tell him he's got to reinvent the wheel, and he's and he's going to be fine. And he's got a natural connection to a top act, which is going to make him into a star. That the also needs help right now. Yeah, like that could you. Not needs could really use something well, fresh. Something fresh, and also uh, a storyline is perfect. Like if if the Usos keep getting embarrassed by the New Day, then then yes. then you have you have you have Roman get on the phone to the island, and bring in a like like a, a, like an honest to god hitman who's going to come in and Ooh. and hurt some people. And because, it's Tony D'Angelo. And it's oh. Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Um, the, uh, but the nerd guru agrees. He says Solo Sokoa has already outgrown this show. Have one of the Usos disappoint Roman so much that he replaces one of them with Solo Uso. Money right there. Solo Uso is so good. Solo Uso is a is a perfect name because he's he doesn't do tag team shit. He just goes in there and beats people up. Like I don't know. Like uh, there's a bunch of like eminently punchable guys. On the smack on the SmackDown roster that he could just just go in there and wreck like it's like I don't know I mean here's the thing you're building boogs for some reason honestly I don't know but but if you're not going to actually push him to make him a champion and please God don't do that 
The point is, if he's been tossing people all over the ring and he looks really strong, have Solo Sokoa come in and beat the ever-loving dog crap out of him because he's been protected up until now. Like, you know, you could do stuff like that if you wanted to. I would love it if he came and took out everything that I'm just sick of. So like that, Madcap Moss, like all of the goofy shit that I can't stand. But like it has to be customized to everything that I want him to take out. But, you know, this is something that WWE usually does kind of well is that they'll put guys like that in your Royal Rumble. And so they'll have like a cool spot and maybe fans are attracted to to something like that. And then he organically fits into a storyline. Like if you want to save it for then, I think that could be really cool because Roman's going to have something for Mania. Obviously, he's not going to drop the title before that by any means. So that could be really cool timing is he makes it his debut in the Royal Rumble. People are like, oh shit, he did that. Probably a frog splash. <laughs> he did something cool in the match. And then he has this organic storyline that gives you another few months to work with him um, to explore what he has. And then that I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't feel like it's hot shotting when there's a storyline that is organically waiting for you on, on the main roster that needs you and that you could be really valuable to. So yeah, I'm, I'm into that. He looked really good in this match. He like he, he looks very polished. He knows exactly yeah. what he's doing in there. TDX 1138 says solo Sokoa to be renamed as Bray Breaker next. Because <laughs> I'm probably just going to keep giving everybody new names. Um, that new uh, name the same new name. Break the same card. new name. Yeah, we're going to recycle <laughs> the name. Everybody's a break of Everybody's got a new name. Um, so <clears throat> we got, uh, we, let's we're, let's catch up with uh, Toxic Attraction as they leave. Like it's, it is, they've, Toxic Attraction is their new Poochie. If, if, if nobody, if Poochie is not on the screen, everybody should be asking, where's Poochie? And that's Toxic Attraction. Um, there's they're leaving, they're all walking out. They all took the same car, they all carpooled, of course, which is good for the planet. Um, and they're like, uh, hey, so uh how, like oh oh save it. So what you're gonna ask us how we feel about our win tonight? Well, just so you know, there's gonna be a lot more of where that came from. Like, you didn't have to be that aggressive. They were just wanted to say, like, how you doing, what's going on? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but it was kind of pre. Like, we are going to be wearing these titles till you pry them off of our hot, dead bodies. Okay, that I actually <laughs> popped for because I totally, 9 million percent, if you watch Gigi Dolan when she was Priscilla Kelly, she would absolutely say that. I feel yeah. like so I true. popped for that one line, but the rest of this was stupid. And um, the motorcycle just entering the picture. Right? The motorcycle was, was, was like a secondary thing because I just love Randy Rose going, Oh, and Kaylee Ray, if you think your little stare down was supposed to scare me, it didn't. Well, it should. It should Kaylee be Ray will eat you for breakfast, Mandy Rose. Did you see her DTT earlier? <laughs> Kate, Kaylee, I, I fully expect like Kaylee Ray be like, well, I mean, they're probably going to release me anyway. How about one for real? Like, just just to see, just to see what happens if you like to take this thing for realsies, Mandy Rose. Um, and then she like disrespects EO. Um, and like, Mandy Rose, like, I'm going to say it. Main roster failure Mandy Rose as NXT champion hurts me personally. Like they gave her lots of chances and, and she, they, they, then they didn't because maybe the chances they gave her before didn't work. 
And this was this is a new thing. You're not good enough to have to hold the championship on the main roster, but you are good enough for us to hot shot you to the top championship in NXT. And that hurts me personally because I do not think that's how it should work. But that's was so I half agree with you. Yeah. The NXT women's division for Save the Four Horsewomen is up until the reboot has been consistently much better than the main roster. So her coming back here to win this title feels like a disservice to women's wrestling because this, I say it all the time. This is like the double a Yankees beating the shit out of the Bronx bombers. Like they would continually be a better product to wrestling fans. And the women's division in particular was like right up there with the impact knockouts. Right. So, um, her winning that title feels like a disgrace to like, I don't want to say disgrace because she's she's actually perfectly serviceable. She's fine. She's but exactly the, the, fine the, the in the imp- ring. The implication is you weren't able to get it done on the main roster, but you can get it done like that in NXT. Down here. I don't think that's I don't think that's a good thing to say. Like I don't think it's a good thing to say, but I also I also feel like the main roster did her dirty so many times that I don't think it's that. I actually think she could have done it with the right trajectory. It wouldn't have been my favorite thing in the world. Carmella's wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but it, but it worked enough. The stuff with her and Zonia, that should have been a blowout. Um, but didn't, that seemed to have gotten sidetracked for very real life reasons when Sonia had to exit. Um, I didn't hate her and Dana. I know you weren't a fan of that, but the well, her and Otis storyline was they, like they... kind of, that worked. Her and Otis worked. It was but over it, as hell. It, so it, yeah, it worked, and it was over. And then they said, "No, we're yeah, going to split you guys split. up in the draft." That was their choice. They said, "It's not working. We're splitting. We're splitting you up." Um, and and we're also going to take the briefcase off of Otis because we we made a terrible error. <laughs> like it's just it's that it's that gif of Will Arnett saying, "I've made a huge mistake." That's basically <laughs> what they did with Otis and the Money in the Bank briefcase. But also, they they like they said we're going to do this this storyline with you and Sonia, and Sonia was one million percent the star of that storyline. Yeah, and and they they put Mandy over because they said Sonia's going to go away for a while to deal with some real life stuff, and they put Mandy over. And what did what did Mandy get out of it? Nothing, which shows they had no confidence in her. And I mean, maybe they should have. Maybe they should have, but. Yeah, I haven't seen when they when they've given her a shot. I haven't seen any spark. Like when they give Liv Morgan a shot, like yeah. the crowd responds. I can see her in the ring. She's she's really improved. I've seen Mandy Rose plateau over the last couple of years, and the crowd doesn't care on the main roster. And then she gets she gets dropped down to NXT, and now okay, now we're just gonna reduce you to us a, a a one dimensional thing. Like I think she can do more than that, but this character being yes. shoved directly into the top spot not even just like in the women's division but it feels like in all of NXT because whenever they show um here's what's happening in NXT this week they do an ad for it on Raw it's always toxic attraction toxic attraction toxic attraction so they they're saying this is the thing this is the reason to to watch NXT and it feels like well whatever yeah i agree with you that that all that's all very, very, very sound. <laughs> it just is. I kind of feel bad for women in her position because I feel like um, they got sold a different bill of goods 
than they kind of in the same way that your Eli Drakes or your LA Knights came into this company. There's like a certain, I guess they were kind of around the same time, but there's like a certain archetype of women. I even feel bad for like the Bellas in this because I feel like Nikki really did work hard to improve. But like AJ and Paige started to set the table and then the four horsewomen showed up and women's wrestling was completely different. And the people who were booked for five minutes occasionally on other shows, like had to either play catch up or figure something else out. Like it's, it's not to their fault. Um, and Mandy is a lot better in the ring than some of those people. So, um, it's just, a it's, it's their own WWE's own waffling of how they define how women are going to be used in their own programming. It kind of screwed her over. And then the creative start and stop on top of that is just very tricky, but like, no, she doesn't hold a a candle to, to Charlotte Bianca, Sasha Bailey, like, no. So it's where does she fit in the picture? Probably in the mid card to the lower card, probably pre-show stuff. Um, uh, anyway, so then Raquel drives up on her things, like uh, on her on her motorcycle, say, "I'll handle you later." And then she drives away. And this was actually a better smash cut to her driving into the arena, which is now she's basically become biker taker. She's just gonna drive yeah. into the arena on a on a Harley every time, and I'm fine with it. Or it wasn't a Harley, I'm sure, but whatever it was. Um, uh, but she she's like she comes in and it's like Dakota Kai, get your ass in the ring right now. And then she swears a lot in Spanish. And Dakota Kai does come out, and she is doing her deal. She's doing her, I'm hearing voices, I'm going crazy. She has this weird laugh that was really high-pitched and and, and, and unsettling. And, like, she's just getting into it. And then Cora Jade runs from behind and attacks her. I was like, no, Cora, this isn't your thing. This is their thing. I want to see Raquel and Dakota. I don't, I don't, I don't care about Dakota and Cora Jade. Um, I, I I understand why you have an a, 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 an issue with Dakota Kai after last week, but let's be real, she could have she could have just she could have killed you and decided not to. She also <laughs> could have broken your tiny skateboard and she she refrained. So maybe you should be a little bit more accepting of an understanding. Dakota's been going through some stuff. She did all those dark matches on Raw and they didn't call her up. Like she's, please be a little bit more. Like it's, I mean, mental health awareness. Let's let's all be a little bit nicer to Dakota. I think Cora Jade is my own personal take on this. But what did you think? Uh, I just want to see Raquel and Dakota Kai, but I appreciate an attempt at storytelling yes. that makes sense. And I think because we all felt like the loss, having the two of them who both should be winning, um face each other last week didn't really make a lot of sense this at least pays that off she's pissed about it and she should be and she's gonna hurt someone with her tiny teeny baby skateboard um i think she should put put teeny tiny baby thumbtacks all over it she should but it caught me off guard i'll say that it was the most fire we've seen out of her which was cool yeah and they didn't say this is going to be a triple threat which i really yeah. liked i liked that there was a moment between core jade and raquel where she said not yet you yeah. don't get I, to have her yet I that get her first. was really really yeah. cool i liked that moment a lot yeah that that is and i appreciate also like um Thanks for holding on to my title for me, Mandy. I'm gonna come back for that soon because she didn't. She didn't get beaten by Mandy. She got beaten by a shovel to the small of the back. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, 
Yeah. Andre Chase yells at his students. This is um, this is not going anywhere. This is this is a segment that they do o- over and over again. It's not progressing. He just yells at he yells at his students. He's got thin skin and he's it's got a short temper and that's it. There's no. What are we doing with this? You've you've given this man a ridiculous gimmick and you're not moving his storyline forward at all. Like I don't know what that is. Here's what you do with this. He beats every single one of his students up in one segment. He just loses it. And then he spirals out of control because they all ask for their tuition back. And he didn't even know they were really paying tuition. Like, I want the school part of this to unravel so much more than anything else in the story. I want him to get arrested for abuse. And I want there to be headlines in Florida like teacher snaps assaults all of his students that's where this needs to go but today's lecture was on mental toughness and i know we got a super chat about eddie kingston um so maybe we should talk about how like way too much of my morning today was just me crying yeah (laughs) at this piece from eddie kingston um i can read the super chat if it's yeah uh, let me find it if you have it, if you've scrolled well, to it. it was just, it was just, hold on. Uh, it was just taken away. But but somebody said, I'm sending in a super chat. Uh, okay. So now, now we get, okay. So Luis is, there we go. There Mark Losper says, hopefully I haven't missed it. Terrible meeting ran terribly wrong. Uh, as I said on Twitter, please use this super chat to gush about Eddie freaking Kingston. Hashtag Team Kalex rules. So I'll just say that um, if you follow the Players' Tribune, which is an athlete-driven platform where athletes just get to tell their own stories and are in charge of it, um, which can be anything from like, hey, I got traded to L.A. from the Cubs, and I just want to thank the people of Chicago in this open letter or whatever to what Eddie Kingston did, um, where I just I just read it and cried twice. Um he just talked about his mental health journey and now knowing what his very real life friend, John Moxley going into rehab <laughs> was probably edited into this piece. Um, he talked so honestly and he's such a freaking badass um, about his mental health and being depressed and needing help. And when that guy a guy who you would probably cross the street if you saw him coming down the street kind of guy, someone who very much is, uh, could sincerely hurt you, uh, is talking about the pain that he's been in and being suicidal and needing help and talking about the fact that he was wired this way as a kid. And that depression is something that is sometimes in your head. Um, before necessarily anything tra- tragic happens, never mind the upbringing he had, never mind uh, the addiction issues that he spoke about with pill abuse and drinking too much. And um, he just really spoke so open and honestly that if you think that anybody is unable to, or if, if, if you were able to, if anybody could, be tougher than this. Mm-hmm. It would be this guy. If anybody could beat the shit by just muscling through, it would be this guy. 
um, for him to talk about it in as raw of a way as it was. And it was written in Eddie Kingston's voice. There was no ghost writer here, maybe a ghost editor. But uh, he talked about being a kid and being in religion class and them trying to talk about the New Testament and him trying to German suplex someone through the chalkboard. Like he was an angry, violent kid who found pro wrestling as an outlet um, but still had these issues that he had to address as an adult. And then at 38, after being broke, uh, watched his dreams come true. After um, disappearing into his own life, being saved by Larry Sweeney, who tragically took his own life years later, which he's talked about before. Um, His whole painful trajectory, getting to AEW, not even viewing it as an opportunity. He was pretty blatant about the fact that he was like, oh, cool, if I I can go on TV and be able to pay my mortgage this month was what he was thinking. Like, he talked about how he felt numb. He wasn't even excited about it. It was just a wrestling match that happened to be on television. He didn't know what it meant to be trending online, which is maybe my favorite part of this. And the fans, out of demand, got Eddie Kingston signed. Um right when he was going to give up right when he had a couple of bucks in his pocket and was literally about to sell his boots to pay his mortgage. And it, it didn't even click in. He said until weeks later, like, Oh my God, I get to tell my nephew that his uncle's a wrestler for real. And for somebody who wasn't there, I always forget he wasn't there from day one of AEW Cause he's so no, not at all. Perfectly yeah. fit. He's been sniffing around pretty much every title that they have. Uh, that's, you know, a men's title since he's arrived for him to just speak so openly about it. um, You don't get bonus points for going through life without help and therapy. So get the help you need was essentially the message. He just talked so candidly about his mistakes. I was really in tears and for his dreams to have come true at 38 years old is, is pretty cool. A lot of people would have given up before that. So just, Please go to the Players Tribune and read it. You will also be sobbing, I'm sure. Like I, I don't know anybody that read that and wasn't moved. Um, but just the the biggest badass in the world talking about their his struggles, I think is is such great proof that you you can't escape needing help because if you could, Eddie Kingston would have German suplexed it into a chalkboard at a very young age. <laughs> Um, I think everybody would have has their own favorite part of that um, article if you've read it. Mine uh, personally was where he was talking about uh, working construction, got in the union, you work in construction, and um, he's up on a high rise, and there's some guy 70 years old eating his lunch, smoking his cigarette, saying, I got to work a couple more years so I can get my kid in the union, and then, then I can go. And that was when I said, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I can't do this. No, I'm not doing I'm, that my life. no, no, this is not going to be my life. And I, I just, I, I related to that like so much of just like, just the idea of being like, like looking, looking around an office, like sitting in a cubicle and going like, that's 30 more years of this. Mm-hmm. Nope. And then I was, I just quit. I just like, I can't do this anymore. Can't do, can't do office work. Uh, and just, you know, b- believe in yourself in some way and make it work and figure out a way to do the thing that you love. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing piece. And then he went and, and, and they made a, they made a, a road to two minute vignette promo 
that is like honestly one of the greatest things ever committed to film. Like it's uh, these are things like this this deal like you know like we've been sniffing around all the titles or whatever. And this is a nominally NXT show. And we're gonna get right back to it. But uh, with this thing that he wrote and with this promo that he cut and the way that they were able they were able to with him and Punk and Punk deserves at least part of the credit for this because it takes two to tango. Um, but they have built. Uh, a match that feels like it's 15 years in the making in two weeks. And um, I, 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 that is a match I am looking forward to uh, on, on Saturday more than freaking Hangman beating Kenny, which they have literally been building on TV for two years. Yeah. Um, uh, we have Thanks. a super chat about um, uh, um, James Bauer says to bring up happier thoughts. How explosive will the pop be for Hangman at full gear? It will, it will, it will t- tear the roof off the Target Center, and it's going to be cold there. So when the roof flies off, it's going to get really cold in the building. So I hope everybody brought a nice down comfort down jacket. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charles Hollier says, "Gabagool to you, and also with you, and also uh, with you." Either of y'all being uh, be making it out for the high- Hangman climax? Uh, I I will not be making it. No, no, no. Uh, but uh, it appears that I will be on the post show on Fightful YouTube. So um, come hang out with us after the show. We'll all be crying tears of joy uh, for Hangman and also hopefully for Eddie because I, I, I need him to win that match. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? There's just no – the fans win. Um, yeah. It could – either result could be so interesting – like, I think Punk is still going to win, but because they've set him up to be the John Cena of this feud, like, I just, I just think I, this could be, this could run another two matches. You could run it back and Eddie just loses his mind. You could have Punk lose and be like, what am I even doing here? There's just so many turns that you could take with this and they've built it in such a short time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's truly impressive. Truly yeah. impressive. Um, also, join us for the watch along, uh, the the fightful full gear watch along on Twitch or the YouTube uh, uh, for the distraction podcast because we'll be the people will be watching that through the whole thing. Um, so um, uh, a- a- after this, we got uh, Cameron Grimes versus Rufang Squash. Um, Ruf Rufang is my is my new favorite because I just. I don't know why, but whenever I see Rufang, I think RuPaul, and then I, I just picture Rufang walking out going, you better work! And I just think it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so he wins, he wins a squash, but uh, um, uh, Duke Hudson comes out to watch part of the match, and then afterwards he gets in to the ring to cut a promo on Grimes about losing to him in poker. And the Rubes in the audience decided to what everything he said and like don't what oh my god stop stop whatting you stop the what chant fucking rubes i can't i can't i can't with it anymore it's 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 not 1999 for god's sake never been nxt i know we're in a reboot but for the love of god um uh and yeah anyway uh this is why i thought that the thing last week should have gone differently um, if you have Duke Hudson win in his own game, the story can then be, um, basically, uh, Cameron Grimes chasing that victory over Duke who embarrassed him. 
the chase is much better for the face to be doing. When you have the heel chasing the face after we already saw you, Duke, lose at your best thing that you do, according to this stupid character that they that they that they wrote for you. I think I think Duke Hudson is a fine wrestler, but this is all he does is he is he plays poker. And then he comes out and he says, I challenge you in this ring next week to beat me at poker. And I, I don't know if there's something less interesting than a contract signing that could happen at a table inside a wrestling ring, but maybe a maybe a heads up poker is it. Because poker really only works the right way when there are like eight guys at the table or girls. When when everybody has a chance to have the cards that you're looking at, heads up, it becomes really, really boring. It's like, well, I have a pair of twos. I that probably beats his 10-6 all in. And then we see what happens. And that's really boring when it gets heads up. Sometimes it gets really boring. I don't I then also it's gonna be scripted poker in in the ring. Like you better make sure you shuffled that deck correct. Like ah. Uh, I don't know, Alex. Something tells me they might not even get to play poker. <laughs> okay. I had huge issues with the what chant. I had huge issues with the green lighting because it looked like it was supposed to be a Nickelodeon slime segment. Yep. I had huge issues with Cameron Grimes telling us he smells. You're a millionaire. Figure out deodorant in a shower. Uh, the <laughs> one line <laughs> that I liked. Yeah. That wasn't even meant to be funny. That was just literally like logic. No, it's just um, so, so true. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Like, like you, I'm a, maybe I smell a little funny. Well, dude, put, how about deodorant? Have you, you ever thought of it? Just, like they like, have really expensive deodorant that you yeah. can use that will help you smell. There's less. showers literally backstage, buddy. Um, the one line that I liked was when Duke Hudson said, you don't know what it feels like for a yeah. guy like me to lose to a guy like you. That was the only line in this whole thing that I was invested in. And I bought it because I'm like, all right, if he's going to lose, the thing then has to be that. You don't know what it feels like for me to lose to this guy, right? Perfect. And then I was like, all right, I can buy into this match. I think they'll be really good in the ring. And then they said it was poker. And I wanted to throw my phone through my television. Because <laughs> it's not going to be poker, Alex. No. They're going to have their cards. And then Duke Hudson's going to get real mad because in the first round of poker, mm -hmm. Cameron Grimes beat him again. And darn mm -hmm. it, he's just going to have to put Cameron Grimes through that table. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's going to be. Yep. Like, And it doesn't feel like this is a mat. This is a feud. That is that is that is going to be high profile enough for them to like do a blow off at war games. So so then like you, you can't then like it's just a thing that you're going to just do. You're just going to do it, Alex. It's just a thing that they're going to do. Yep. Um. So uh, here's the thing they're going to do next week uh, that I am into. Um. They're interviewing uh Persia Parada. And uh, Indy Hartwell backstage, uh, and they just Indy starts to talk about her husband's penis. Uh, and 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 Persia's like, Stop it, nobody needs to hear about this. Thank god, because I and, feel the same way, yeah. And then Tony walks up, 
Tony D'Angelo, our favorite guy in the world. He's like, hey, hey, listen, listen, yeah, your husband, he's been ducking me. I've been trying to find your husband, Dexter Loomis, but when he meets me in the ring next week, I'm going to beat him up so bad you're going to be back on the market. But listen, speaking of market, I picked this up down by the dock. Here it is. It's a fish. It's a fish inside a newspaper. It says to Dexter Loomis, and I want you to give it to him. He's going to know what it means. Hey, oh, gabagool, I'll see you later. Um, why is this guy only on t- only on the show for 20 seconds? Like, you should build the shows around him. He's yeah. obviously super over with, with the crowd, with the, with the meme verse online. Like, he's a, he's a big time deal. Like, you should, don't, don't do another one of these episodes where he's only around for like 15 seconds. I don't know. I just, he also got real over the Lash Legend thing in a hurry, huh? Um, there's not nearly enough of these emojis in the chat, by the way. I don't know what's wrong with you people, but you should all be sending in these. Every single one of you. Um, because we can't keep Gabagool. Keep cool Gabagool unless you do that. See, I screwed up saying it because nobody's doing this. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I agree with you. They should expand his role here, but I'm also on the belief that you don't want to uh burn people out so cycling is okay i just hope i hope we get tony d'angelo in the ring soon we're gonna get him in the ring versus dexter loomis next week that's been oh that's right yeah this is fun because just like so much death (laughs) i have a serial killer versus a monster (laughs) i know it's great isn't it it's like tony soprano versus dexter and i'm so so here for it i forgot about this yeah i tweeted i was like i've never been more exciting for a wrestling match (laughs) in my life this rules (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Full Gear. A serial killer oh. and his dad hanging out. Yeah. Um, versus a monster. Oh. Um, yeah. And yeah, the thing no, about that's... it is, is like, is that they've also got Dexter Loomis in this Johnny Gargano, Carmelo, Pete Dunn thing. He's ancillary to that. So I wonder if they're gonna like fold in um Tony D'Angelo in into that whole thing as well. He's also called out Pete Dunn. He wants he wants Pete Dunn, and I want to see Tony D'Angelo versus Pete Dunn. That could be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but like uh, I, I yeah, I'm I'm a he's and I love that also. He just he knows who he is. Like he he aped the guy on TikTok who like who went viral for wearing a, a weird like velour tracksuit and pretending to be a mobster. So then he just did the an impression of that guy while wearing the same tracksuit. I thought that was hilarious. He knows he knows exactly what he is. When, 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 if you, if you accept, this is the stupid gimmick you're giving me, I'm going to play it perfectly. And I'm also going to be in on the joke about what a ridiculous gimmick this is. Then you've won me over totally. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this. Since I demanded everybody do those emojis, I know they're not super chats, but we should probably pull them up on the screen if you could. <laughs> see, that. Well, see that the whole thing is that, that isn't, that is, oh my, but we're not yeah, even look, coming everybody through. Everybody did it. I'm really yeah. proud of them. Yeah, Thank there you. you. Go. Yeah. Thank you, Good. Tony Hype. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so um uh, okay, now 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 we got another thing. Um I'm I'm wor- I'm worried about uh Santos Escobar. Um I'm I I I am worried about Santos Escobar. We haven't seen him in a long time. Um they keep talking about how there's a bunch of other people who might be on the chopping block for NXT, you know, people who are older, um, you know, and they're thinking about like maybe Danny Birch, maybe Timothy Thatcher. Um, 
please, like you can you can release him if you want. He can go anywhere. He's really great. But like, just don't do it like this. Like, don't like just without a word transfer Legado del Fantasma from Santos Escobar to Electro Lopez and never mention him again. Like he was the whole reason the thing existed. I'm... He's Legado del Fantasma because he is El Hijo del Fantasma. There is no Fantasma without Santos Escobar. And she walks out and she's like, I'm in charge. I'm Il Madrina now. And these two, the two, the two goobers who are part of the tag team, they follow her words now. She's in charge. She's like, you don't, you don't say no to 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 El Legado del Fantasma. Like, are you in charge? I'm, I'm, I miss, I, I love Santos Escobar. I think he's great. And I, oh, he's I, phenomenal. I, I would just like to know if he's okay. I, uh, so we have to talk about the fact that there was a match before this segment too, because it was so, it was so short, but really bad. Like she should not be in the ring right now. Unfortunately, there was like a sequence that looked like they were trying to turn it into a submission, but it just turned into, they, they were just dancing and then that powerbomb thing, whatever that was, not good. Um, so she clearly needs more help in the ring. I don't know if she needs to be in the ring. Um, this like flirtatious thing with Zion Quinn feels like a weird telenovela that they are trying to let play out. Um, I just don't understand why if you call Hit Row up, you don't also call up them. I said it at the same time. It just doesn't make sense. It just makes no sense. But yeah, Escobar's like like incredible. So I don't know <laughs> if they're going to cut him. I mean, they cut BFAB from Hit Row. Like they just clearly don't care about the identity of these factions. So, um, but unless he wants to go, which is possible, like what else is he going to do here really? Um, he would be a great like cruiserweight-ish title defense. Yeah, I mean he's a former cruiserweight champion. Like, like have him have him face Roderick Strong. I don't know. It's just so weird that like we haven't even heard him mentioned. He hasn't been seen. Um Yeah, it's not I, good. That's not yeah. a good sign to me. Like the fact that he hasn't been acknowledged. I I, I yeah, I, I it's it's just so weird. Like it's like, oh, she's in charge now. And and like we're never gonna mention him, but like he's the whole reason this whole faction exists. I, I don't know. Like I he's, he's one of my he's one of my all he's one of like one of my all-time favorite like personal personal favorite wrestlers because i i loved this guy in lucha underground yeah king cuerno was just that guy was just so freaking badass i loved i loved him in lucha underground and so i was so excited when that guy was gonna wind up in on nxt and i really enjoyed like the whole besuited luchador who takes the mask off to wrestle thing i think that's really cool and it's weird if he's just gonna like no he's gone bye um uh so anyway yeah electra lopez um uh says uh what il madrina wants il madrina gets i want zion quinn and the the weirdest thing about this whole deal is that apparently the reason that she's so attracted to zion quinn is because of that abomination karaoke thing he did last week and that's what that not not that he's won all of his matches not that he's incredibly attractive. I mean, my God. And not that he's like built like a friggin' brick shit house. Like no, hey. it's it's because he he 
did a you bad sang sexy boy last he, week he sang sexy boy badly and danced badly like objectively badly nobody thinks that looked good no no, no, or no sounded no. good but that but that is the reason why she wants to jump his bones and i just feel like there are other reasons to do that you didn't need to do that segment at like at all but certainly not to like get this angle over um, but anyway, he comes out and she says, I want you to join Legato del Fantasma. And that was where I was like, hold on. You don't get to decide that. That's Santos's thing. You don't get to, like, what, what are we doing? Um, and and he's like, well, I'd love to, but I'm not going to join the thing. And then you, nobody says no, says Joaquin Wilde. And they get their asses kicked. And then she tries to slap him. And they do the thing that they, they, they do in all the, in all the plays. Old plays like Tennessee Williams plays, um, like whenever you're acting them, and there's always like a scene between like the the woman and the guy who they're like, she like, how dare you? How dare you say such a horrible thing to me? I'm going to slap you, and he catches her wrist and he pulls her close, and then they kiss, and like that's a that's a thing that like only men wrote in 1942, and it's just a weird thing, <laughs> like, um, but anyway, uh, they try and do that briefly. And then, then, and then, uh, and then he leaves, and they're um, the the other two guys, are Mendoza and Wild, are going to chase him. But she's like, no, 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 leave him. I'm like, this is this is what you're going to do with the Gato del Fantasma with Santos Escobar out. <sighs> I don't understand. If she's the only one that wants him, why does anybody else in the faction? Why are well, they like, no, you must stay? Like, they don't give a crap. They're not attracted to him. The the tag team, like, they're obviously followers. They're henchmen. No matter, like, it's, I mean, I, it felt like when they recruited Electra Lopez for, for, for the faction, she was immediately second in command. Um, And I guess with Santos not around for whatever reason, she just takes over the faction. But, yeah. Um, so this also is where that squash being bad actually really took me out of it. I was like, you do not seem like a commanding figure in any way, shape or form when the match was that, like, it was like three moves and two of them were bad. Like that really actually, uh, took my wind out of it when she could not beat the dropper Ruski there. Um, but just keep her as a valet. And I also didn't appreciate commentary was mostly good tonight. Them being like, why does she need them here to talk to Zion Quinn? Like to an embarrassing standpoint yeah. for like 10 minutes was real weird. Yeah. Why must they be at ringside when she's squashing this woman? Why? Why must she stand with them when she wants to be with Zion Quinn? It's like, come on. We know how wrestling works. Like, yes. don't call it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luis says, uh, Keon, uh, hermano, ya eres Mexi- mexicano. He's invited to the carne asada for defending Santos, says Luis. <laughs> so good. Yes. Zion Quinn. He's, he knows he knows how it works. He um, uh, so uh, here we, we go. We have to be done in 34 seconds. 30, 30 seconds. Uh, and we, we will be, I'm sure. Here's the it's, the it's the main event, and then and then it's the Super Chats portion of the evening. Um, yes. With the interview, uh, Pete Dunn, backstage. Pete Dunn. Um, he's... He's Pete Dunn. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the baddest man in NXT. I'm gonna. T- Tony D'Angelo called me out. He doesn't want any piece of this. Uh, and then Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come up. You are the baddest man on Twitter, and we, we want you like. And and then Pete Dunn's like, How about I break your fingers tonight in the ring? And uh, and like, okay, great. And then we get this match. Um, 
and I, I honestly thought they were going to put Carmelo over Pete because I didn't know what the hell they had plans for Pete now. Like, I know he signed a, a long-term deal, but, like, it does not seem to be Pete's NXT anymore. Like, he was on a really hot streak going into NXT 2.0. Like, he was beating everybody they put in front of him. Um, and he wasn't getting title matches out of it. So I thought this was gonna, that was going to be his thing. And no. Just remember Pete Dunn versus Walter. I just think about that match. And I, I, just remember, I just remember Pete Dunn versus Kushida from a few oh months ago. Oh, my God. But it, it was, it was, Kushida was the Cruiserweight Championship, but Pete Dunn didn't care about the title. He just wanted to prove he was a better wrestler than Kushida, and he did. What a crazy thought. Wrestlers just wanting to prove that they're better than other wrestlers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like the, the, first of all, the match was fantastic. Like Carvalho Hayes is a star. Um, Pete Dunn is great. There were things about the way that they worked that are similar, that are beautiful overlap, and the things that are different are really different. Um, and I like Pete Dunn just always, to me, has some really good psychology in the ring, which I appreciate. There was a lot of that here. Loved the match. I don't get the booking. Uh, it just makes your at-a-glance champion. Yeah. First of all, it makes this big deal about cashing in on that title, right? But earlier we had Blonde Uso just demanding matches. And it's like, well, then why do you even need... <laughs> why do you need your at-a-glance portfolio? Yeah. If, if you're just going to be able to demand matches against whoever, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm, I'm not offended by the booking. Like, I'm glad to see Pete Dunne looking strong. But it's like... This is one of those ones where I'm like, well, why'd you have this matchup? Because both of them kind of should have won. Yeah. It was a great match, what we saw, but like both of them booking wise could have probably used W's right now. Right. Um, I'm, I'm watching this match and I go, God damn it, Pete, Pete Dunn is one of the best wrestlers in the entire He's world. Great. Um, and it's it, I, I honestly said this. I, I I I if if that dude was six foot five, he'd have been world champion by now. Yeah. Like he's just, it's just one of those things like Vince looks at him like, no, you're too short. And that's it. Like, that's all of it. Like he just, then also like when he, he went away for, for, for the pandemic and came back, looked like he had just been eating nails. Like he was just, 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 he was just made of iron. And I was like this, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just love this guy so much. And I really enjoy Carmelo. I think he's really, really good in the ring. It's like, and so it was one of those things like, well, I don't think either a guy should, should lose this. And I, I mean, I don't want Pete Dunne to lose, but also, can we just not pin our champions in non-title matches? Could that be a thing we don't do just like as a rule? And apparently not, because Dexter Loomis got there and really scared Trick Williams. Um, and but he was on commentary, but he wasn't on commentary because he didn't comment. He didn't talk. And then, a, and then a different gloved hand reached reach out from under the ring and pulled on Carmelo's leg, and then he took the bitter end, and he and he and he got pinned. Um, and Gargano's there. So Gargano and Loomis are involved. And Pete Dunne was looking at Gargano like, well, you want a piece of this too? So I think we're going to get Gargano, Dunne, and Mello at, at War Games. Um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Uh, Jay Shell says, uh, sending this humper chat to remind you guys how much I love my husband, Mello. Uh, he's, he's very, very good. Um, uh, the badded to one jam beard makes a pro uh, a pr prediction that I do not think is going to come true. Loomis Gargano and Tony D versus trick Mello and Pete Dunn at war games. 
Uh, no, I do not think that's going to be the war games. No, match. I want I want murder on murder war games. I want Gacy and Harland <laughs> and Goldberg. I guess you got to have somebody that murders in there. Yeah, right? that's true. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Luis saying that he misses 2016, 2017. Peter Dune. He was amazing. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, if you're, not, if you're not really familiar with him and you have the Peacock thing, go back and watch the inaugural um, uh, NXT UK tournament. Ugh. Before they had NXT UK, they had NXT UK title. And and that guy came out of nowhere. No one knew who the hell this guy was. And he like he had a legit story through the whole thing as being this this little guy with a chip on his shoulder who just wanted to ruin everyone's Christmas. Like he was just the was biggest it? little badass, and I've always loved him since He's then. He's a tiny and, little Grinch. And that <laughs> you are a mean one, Mister <laughs> Dunn. Um, uh, but he there's got, gonna be so many holiday songs from William <laughs> Regal to sing. Uh, he, he uh, but that was how he, he originally ran afoul of, of William Regal, and William Regal just hated this guy. And and Triple H was like, you know what, I like you. You remind me of me. And that was how that was how they started with him. It was great. Um, uh, <laughs> Cloud Chips has said that Tony D is gonna kill Gargano off NXT TV. Wouldn't that be fun? If that was if that was they gave him that no, rub, that would be I good. I shoot love that idea. That would be good. That would be good. Okay, here we go, people. We're going into this to the home stretch. Home stretch. Get your hum for chats. Get your hum for chats in. And um, leave a thumbs up on this video. Leave for a thumbs up. The there real. are like five hundred of you watching, so I want to um, see at least three hundred thumbs ups. Impressions. Please. Um. Uh. Chris. Chris Rains. Uh. Says the promo that Eddie did on the Road Two video on YouTube was truly amazing. It's 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 seek it out. It's it's a yeah. perfect two minutes. Like it's there's nothing, no notes. I would not change a thing about it. It's yeah. amazing. Uh Josh Gardinas says, You think punk gets booed at full gear? Man, Brian Danielson got booed in that match versus versus Kingston. That they are not gonna be able to stop Eddie from becoming champion. Like they are going to have he's going to be their guy that like the fans just will to it. They're going to have to put a belt on Eddie Kingston sometime in the next six months. He's he's gotten to be an absolute cult superhero with that with that crowd. And I think people would have respected the heel turn more if um if if it was gonna be him and Mox turning heel at the same I think they might have set up CM Punk and Brian Danielson versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They're not gonna boo for Eddie Kingston. They They're can't not they, do now, it. They now not do especially it. they won't. I think no. they might have played along if it was him and Mox, but now yeah. Now yeah. there's not a shot in hell. Um, but James Bowers says, uh, talking, talking us back to the raves discussion, uh, with all this new young talent and tapping into the very relevant rave culture, we need to get that Russell Crowe fella hot off his new smash hit Gladiator. It'll be such good shit, says James Bowers. Um, <laughs> I pop for Gladiator. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, talking about, uh, talking about uh, war games and not war games. 
Uh, Pat McAfee is forever goated, says the nerd guru, for the build to last year in the war games. I miss the NXT version of him. Yeah, man, uh, he's got to get back in the ring soon because that guy, as much as I enjoy a lot of his stuff on SmackDown commentary, he he was really, really good for a guy who'd never done that shit before. He was like weirdly good. Yeah. yeah. And, and also one of the best heel promos in all of WWE for some reason. Um, yeah. Um, so the uh, the Valab says, I'm somewhat interested in how a 2.0 PPV is going to go. Uh, you can't have five minute matches with an ad break on a pay per view. They can't do a lot of skits either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of these people, the ones near the top, can do the long match. Um, I think Carmelo and Pete Dunn certainly. Carmelo, Pete Dunn, and Johnny Gargano can do a 20 minute triple threat match sure. and be fine. Um, I think you're probably going to get Breaker Kerr versus versus Champapa again, and Breaker is going to go over, and they're going to tell that story right. Um, because you know, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's going to be good. Um, um, so here we go. Uh, Jay Shell. Um, uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Um, uh, Ryan Sullivan says you're still going. Poor Sean. Sean can he'll be fine. And he also Ryan Sullivan says, I know it's not Halloween, but can you guys dress as uh, Seth and Becky from Monday night? No, no, I am not going to dress like that. And she's gonna she's gonna try and do her weird like uh <laughs> weird her weird freaking mohawk thing that she did. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Jake, do the thing. Um, when are you do an impression? I'll go get my sunglasses. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Um, so uh yeah, uh the the bad did the one jam beard uh asked for a uh, Tony D to to uh to cut a to cut a promo on a guy who is not worth our time to to mention. So uh, I'm just going to say, uh, I'll do this instead. Uh, not for nothing, but uh, there's this girl out there, Denise Salcedo, and I think she's doing a fantastic job. Uh, if she's out there listening, I'm not saying she is. But if she was out there listening, I would tell her you're doing a fantastic job. And anybody out there who says you're not, they can go straight to hell. That's all I'm going to say to them. Um. What a load of BS that is, huh? Yeah, yeah we're not going to talk about that guy. Uh, Jay Shell uh, says that she sent some Humper chats, and now she's sending a super chat for my congratulations from Tony D, as I said that I would. Well, here we go. <clears throat> Jay Shell, as they call you, soup sour graps, Shelly, uh, I heard you're following your dreams and... Believe me, as Tony D'Angelo, I can say, when you follow your dreams, you never know where you might end up. Personally, I ended up on the docks throwing some goomba over the side in his concrete shoes to sleep with the fishes. But you apparently ended up at Bodyslam.net, and let me tell you that, Cass, that Cass has got himself a gem, a gem, a diamond in the rough. And I think you're going to do fantastic. You're already a freaking superstar. And uh, you're going to kill it over there, as you already are. So congratulations, J-Shell, on your new jab. 
Are you seriously going to just keep no-selling how quickly I pulled together this Becky Lynch look? No, it's just fantastic. It's great. I crushed it. Thank you did crush it. Yes, you did crush it. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I don't think the, 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 the sunglasses are quite big enough. They should take up most of your face and then like come out a few inches from your face. Yeah. Can you, can you, is there any, do you have any of those like, like novelty giant sunglasses people wear when they're like clowns or whatever? You find those. I don't think so. <laughs> it would be so great if you did. It would be so great if you did. Okay, so here we go. Here's here's where I am. I am supposed to sing things. Um, uh, the nerd guru. Before I sing something, the nerd guru says Pete Dunn versus Brian Danielson. That's the message. Yes. Well, we we would all hope for that at some point. Kushida um, versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, all the, all those things, all the things versus Brian Brian Danielson versus everybody. The world. Uh, so here we go. Um. Uh, uh, Dark Saturday says, "All I want for Christmas is Tony D'Angelo singing the Sopranos theme." Uh, <laughs> well, it's not Christmas yet, uh, so so there. Uh, but here I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, hold on a second. Um, uh, uh, oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Mama always said you'd be the chosen one. She said. You won in a million. You got to burn the shine, but you were born under a bad sign with a blue moon in your eyes. Uh, yeah. You woke up this morning. You got yourself a gun. Got yourself a gun. That's the that's the short version. Uh, but thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, and then uh, we got uh, <clears throat> Starheart Nico Rigoli, who says, "Watch the Supergirl." Finale instead of NXT, that show got much better send off than everyone WWE fired last week. True. Can Tony D'Angelo please sing Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley? <clears throat> yes. Here we go. <clears throat> We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. Gabagool. Gabagool, and also with you. Uh, that's a fun one. That's a fun that's, one. Really that, fun. that's one of my favorites so far. Uh, and then the final one, as is tradition, Regal Regal Rap from Zach Barber requesting California Love by Tupac. <clears throat> Here we go. Gotta get a drink of water for you. This one. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> California. Knows how to party. California knows how to party. In the city, city of LA. In the city of old good Watts. In the city, the city of Compton. We keep it rocking. We keep it rocking. Now let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. A state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. This track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. Pack a vest for your jimmy in the city of sex. Good lord. 
We in the sunshine state where the bomb ass hemp be, the state where you never find a dance floor empty and pimps be on a mission for them greens, them lean, mean, money-making machines serving fiends. Fiends? I've been in the game for ten years making rap tunes ever since Honey's was wearing Sassoon. Now it's 95 and they clock me and watch me Diamond shining, looking like I robbed Liberace. It's all good from Diego to the Bay. Your city is the bomb if your city make it pay. Throw up a finger if you feel the same way. Dre putting it down for California. IA. War games. Some, he's going to give you, like, Rap God by Eminem. <laughs> he's going to give you something so difficult at some point. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just reading the lyrics. I'm not... This is not coming in. Uh, <laughs> no, that was some flow. That's some flow, man. Um, <laughs> Luis says, I hope Dr. Dre invites you to perform in the Super Bowl after that. That'd be nice. J.W. Pringle says, as Tony D say that Kate's father... Uh, oh, here we go. Okay, so it's Tony D. Here we go. Um, Kate's father, you deny me entry to the family on this night of your daughter's show. I now make you an offer you can't refuse a nice MLT sandwich where the mutton is nice and lean, gabagoo. Uh, <laughs> he has a name, okay? It's Tall Paul. Yeah, Tall Paul. Tall Paul. Um, and uh, thick, uh, thick Astley. Says uh, that's literally the joke of my username. I joined into. Damn, got a ghoul. So good, thick Astley is such a great handle. Thanks everybody for for listening. We're only exam. Our, our our sweet spot: two hours and seventeen minutes. 17 we're minutes. gonna we're gonna get down below seventeen minutes beyond, but that's it. Just like the mutton tonight, the mutton sandwich. We are nice and lean tonight. So two hours and seventeen minutes. Also plus. Kate saying where you can find her. I will. We also had a last minute a super chat. I was going to say, is it a Humberchit? Not just a good old, a gabagool to you too, Robert Aquatic. Thank you for getting that in at the last second. Um, you can find me at Kate on deck. I see on Twitter. You can also find me on the Mark order podcast every Wednesday at Mark order pod. You can catch me tomorrow on sports Kita, where I'll actually be doing uh, predictions for full gear. And you can catch me on Fridays. Uh, not with Sean this week with TK Trinidad doing AW Rampage and SmackDown post show. So a pad every day this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps uh, on Five Select. I do shows about Raw and SmackDown. They suck. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about uh, Dynamite tomorrow, which is not going to suck. Uh, that's going to be awesome because we're going to get we're going to get Pac versus Dax Harwood, and I can't freaking wait. Plus Wait, other things. What? Um, and then uh, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the post show for, for Full Gear, I believe, with Jeremy Lambert and Will Washington, which should be a fun little distraction uh, and, and Grapsity and Sour Graps crossover, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, so we'll no, I just that. I wasn't invited. I, I listen. I had to beg to get on that show. So, so I got, I got, I got to say something about the full gears. So, uh, catch us on that uh, on Saturday after after the after the show. Uh, and uh, thank you all for for joining us. We love you. Uh, good night and keep cool. Gobble Gobble cool. cool.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.